The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. For boosted parlays, the in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need. Sign up today to receive a one thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin, a devastating, embarrassing garbage of a game by the Philadelphia Eagles losing 13 to six to Joe judge and Daniel Jones. I mean, come on. It's just, I mean, from beginning to end, it was just embarrassing. There's nothing else to say. Jalen hurts. Through three interceptions, Jalen Rager, two potential game-winning drops. That doesn't even scratch the surface of the uh, bullshit that was piling up in this horrible loss to the New York Giants. Just when we were buying back in, they knew how to stick the dagger in our hearts. Rob, what what are your thoughts from this loss? Uh, I'm. I'll tell you what. I'm really dejected. Usually, we film these things later in the week, and I've had time to calm down. But for our listeners, we're doing this Sunday night, right after the game, and uh, it's still a little too real at this moment. But man, they managed to screw everything up. You know, Nick, he had a terrible game plan. It, it's like he abandoned everything that had been working, and you know, we kind of tried to find the run then in the second half, and it started to working. But uh, honestly, Jalen Hurts had maybe what was his worst game. I mean there are so many concerning things to take away from this. I just felt like he was so off throwing and he looked timid and not decisive and he was missing open guys. You know, I think Justin said Goddard had only one catch. I mean, for like no yards, I don't know how that happens. And, and Rager, I mean, I'm kicking myself. I almost made him the first cut on the, on the roster move last week. I gave him a week reprieve and those two catches. And look, the first one was a contested catch. That wouldn't have been an easy catch. It was catchable, but you know, that second one, he was open and and no one got a hand on it and he just dropped it. So um, they got to be better than that. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, again, there's so much to be pissed off about this game. I don't know where to start. And again, some of the, the, they didn't, I feel like they didn't call the PI most of the game. So 
on that one bomb to Rager, it probably was pass interference. But again, if they're letting them play, that's fine. But then on a big third down for the Giants, we get called for it. So that was uh, brutal. And you know, kind of add the refs, and and of course they had a touchdown with Boston Scott and Herbig, uh, a holding penalty. Herbig had two backbreaking holding penalties. Oh man, there's so much to be pissed off yeah. at. Justin, where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, you guys have already mentioned it. Uh, I think uh, Rob pointed out, you know, Syria did not call a good game, especially to start. I c- I completely agree with that. At the same time, I think that you know we got to put a lot of the blame, if not all of it, on Hurts this game. I mean, you got to start to think about the future and if he's going to be the guy. And yeah, you you give him a little bit more responsibility, and why not give him a little bit more responsibility against the Giants of all teams um, in order to see if he's actually going to be the future and if he could potentially win us a playoff game if we get there now. I, I think he did give him a little bit too much responsibility at this point. Obviously we see that they lost, but I mean, you got to expect that your quarterback is not going to throw that horrible interception. I think it was, it was a second one, which was inexcusable at the end of the second half, just throw it away there. Why are you throwing a pick? You're taking points off the board. The first one was bad as well. And then that third interception that he threw just seemed like it was out of desperation. We were still in the game. There was no reason to try and make that pass as far as I'm concerned, especially one that was uh, definitively underthrown. He just looked all out of sorts. He couldn't get back in the game and his demeanor, you know, this was the first time I saw him in a game and it seemed early too, that he just seemed out of it. It reminded me, I had flashes of uh, Carson Wentz there where, you know, if you're on the sideline, you got to be rallying these guys, especially when you know you're going to get the ball back down six and you're going to have hopefully what is a game ending drive. But he did not seem like he was in the game whatsoever. And you got to think that a guy who really wants the wants the ball at the end is going to cherish those moments and look forward to him. But he didn't look like it, not on that, you know, potentially first drive where Scott ended up fumbling. And then at the end of the game there, and luckily we were still in it. I got to give kudos to the defense because they really did keep us in this game. They didn't have any turnovers for us, but you know, only giving up 13 points. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to jump back in. I think Justin touched upon this, but that play at the end of the half really was just so inexcusable to throw a pick. I mean, first of all, they should have ran one of those and they probably would have scored uh, to begin with. And then he's got to have, you know, not only the pick, but by the time he threw the pick, I think the clock had essentially expired. I mean, he has to know in that situation, I think there was like eight seconds left on the, on the scoreboard. If I remember correctly, I could be off, but he's got to have an internal clock. That's got to be a play where you get that ball out quick and preserve the field goal. And I think by the time he threw the interception, the field goal was already a lost cause. The time would have expired. So that was a huge thing. And then I think, you know, by all accounts, and and I'd like to go back and see some of the clips, you know, Devonte Smith started to get frustrated today. He, he supposedly went over to Sirianni before that last game play and said, I want the ball. It looked like he was actually open. Hertz didn't throw it. And I do think it's becoming a concerning theme that Smith is open all the time. I mean, the guy runs incredible routes and Hertz just isn't hitting him. And I don't know if he's not seeing the field, if he's not, if he doesn't know the offense well enough to make his progressions, or if he does just doesn't trust his arm talent. I mean, we've had some debates. Does he have a strong enough arm or does he not? Honestly, I thought 
for most of the season he does. And he's just, his timing is off. But today was the first day I started to think maybe he really just doesn't have confidence in his arm strength to make some of these throws. I don't know. I don't see him on a day-to-day basis, but clearly something's going on where he doesn't have the confidence to make some of these quick reads. And by, and often by the time he does make the throw, the windows closed and the guys are no longer open. So it's concerning. I think we were all a little bit on the train too soon on Hertz. Maybe we do need to take a step back, especially after today. Yeah. I mean, lots to unpack there, but uh, as far as like the confidence in his demeanor, I gotta be honest, him wearing a coat on the sideline, I think was a bad look for the quarterback. It's like, dude, it's, it's cold. Take your coat off act, you know, where, come on, rare breed. What, what kind of a rare breed or untamed hashtag are you? If you're wearing that giant coat on the sideline, it just kind of gives off the wrong vibe body language wise. And this you're right. This is the only, this is the first game. And and I think it was his worst uh, start as an Eagle. Um, I think this is the only game I've seen it where it looks like he lacks some confidence. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know what it is. He certainly didn't see the field. Well, I think there were some open guys. He missed some guys. He threw the ball poorly. He did have some nice plays uh, running. Uh, I, I will give him that. And you know, the receivers, the offensive line penalties didn't help him out. I mean, Greg Ward again on that same drive. You you don't call that a drop, but he got his hands on it. He needed someone to help him out because he was having such a bad game, and he really didn't get much help from the rest of the offense. Lot to be. There's still more to be mad about. But Justin, is there a stat uh, that really uh, aggravates you, or or a number that jumped out at you? I think there's two. And Rob already mentioned the first one: the fact that Goddard only had one reception for no yards. I mean, part of that's on Hertz. Obviously, he should be able to find Goddard open. It's also on Sirianni because the one play that they did try to force Goddard the ball was on that uh, bad screen play where there was just a crappy blocking. Uh, Goddard immediately got tackled. And then uh, we mentioned Devontae Smith, two receptions for 22 yards in a game where when you're looking back at it, it looked like he was open a majority of the game, as Rob pointed out, especially on that last play. Now, there was a safety there. I don't know if if he could see him initially in the in the replay video, but if that pass is there on the money and I know um, Hertz would have had to throw it throw it over the cornerback there, Uh, but a great, a good quarterback can make that, that throw and potentially score there. So I I don't see why we didn't try to throw it to him there. Look to him. Uh, He was initially open. Then he got behind the CB and then he was definitely open for what looked like a potential game winning touchdown. And he just, he's not seeing the field and he's certainly not seeing the middle of the field. Yeah, that's- yeah, and, and Justin uh, and, and Sean, I think I sent this to the thread, but a concerning stat to me, and this just goes to exactly what we're talking about: Hertz throwing. For now, eight of twelve games I saw online, he's thrown for less than two hundred yards. I mean, I get that we're trying to run the ball. I get that we're trying to be this this running offense, but I just don't know how sustainable that is in the NFL today. If you can't ever have three hundred yard passing and it's just going to become easier and easier to defend us. If he can't ever beat with the throw. I mean, you saw one of the giants players, I'm blanking who it was after the game. He basically said, yeah, our game plan was to make him throw. And every team's going to just start doing that more and more until he proves he can. And today he certainly did not prove he could. 
Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the 14 to 31, when you get the sub uh, 500 uh, completion percentage. And again, he doesn't need to light it up and be Patrick Mahomes, but we need like 200, 225 passing yards. It, it needs to be respectable. And again, that's why I was so high on Hertz was that he, I felt like he was progressing as a passer. Um, you know, he had zip on his ball in the saints game in the, in the Broncos game, that first half of the Broncos game. I don't know where that quarterback went. Um, and even that saints game, I thought he threw the ball really well was finding open guys uh, doing a decent job reading the field. I mean, again, they put up 33 points and he looked sharp. I, it, again, I, I think this team not to make excuses, they need to be held accountable, but I think they're young. I think they're inexperienced at the head coach and quarterback position. And this was just a classic letdown game. Everyone in Philadelphia, the Negadelphians are, oh, oh yeah, they're gonna blow this game. Yep, just and, and they were right. It, you know, they 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 brought all their negative energy uh to MetLife Stadium and and they were right. So I hopefully those uh negative fans are happy. But yeah, I mean they just squandered an awesome opportunity. Time for roster, Rob. Rob, I, I feel like it has to be uh, Jalen Rager. You're cutting this week, but I, I mean, I don't think they actually cut him. But it, it does seem like they should, at very least, do what they did with Aguilar and sit him down. Give Whiteside someone else these looks. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. And yes, it, it has to be Rager this week. I mean, he just, I, you know, I talked last week about how he's had all these games with negative yardage, and um, you know, now today he he. Really, I'll hold him most accountable for the one catch, the last play of the game, because the other one was a little trickier. Now he did have one nice catch, you know, that kind of diving catch on the sideline. I'll give him credit for that. But look, overall, he's not producing, and and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's our offense. I don't know if it's him. Um, but he's not producing, and and today, you know, that that is Rager, and maybe he he should sit a week. Maybe he should be inactive or you know, at minimum, I I think other people need to get those touches, whether it's Quez or. Quite honestly, I'm fine with Whiteside. He he, you know, he had another catch today, and you know, maybe he he deserves a chance to you know show us if he's improved at all. I mean, he's a he's a good special teamer. He's a pretty good blocker. Um, so I, you know, I, I just think we need to do something different. Give someone else the cat the touches, and uh, you know, see what happens. It honestly, it can't be any worse. Yeah, and or even Kenny Gainwell, he got involved in the passing game. He looked fine. Just find someone else. Time for realist Rob, though. Uh, oh, sorry, Sean. Can I just jump in real quick? Uh, just because we're on Rager and the stats, and you're seeing all these comparisons between Rager and Aguilar. And I did not realize, I mean, I knew Aguilar was bad his first two seasons, but I didn't realize how bad. And he was the 20th overall pick, and Rager is the 21st overall pick. But Rager last season had 31 receptions, almost 400 yards. Aguilar is first season at 23 receptions, under 300 yards. And then his second season for Aguilar, he had 36 receptions. Uh, Jalen has 25 so far this season. So they just look so similar at the moment. And obviously the drops as well as we compare. But I will say Aguilar, that third season, 2017, I mean, he really came to life, 62 <laughs> receptions and had that amazing Super Bowl for us. And then 2018 was good too. Good enough for us to want to extend him for what? I think $10 million in 2019. But yeah, I agree with Rob. We should cut him, but I, I just I, th I found it interesting to compare the two and just look to see uh, what was going on there because there's definitely those comparisons going on right now. Yeah, and one of the things with Rager um, th that I just don't understand, and and maybe my eyes are just failing me, but you know, 
he was supposedly drafted uh, because he was the burner. He was this ultra fast guy and, and Justin Jefferson was the quote slot guy. Um, obviously that's turned out to be a colossal mistake. Um, but you know, just watching Rager play, I don't see the speed. I, I don't see that. He looks like the fastest guy out there or that. He looks like a burner. I, I'm not saying he looks slow, but I, I don't see that huge asset was, that was supposedly the reason we took him in the first place. Yeah, no, it, it, it's one thing if he just was a speed guy and was, Oh, getting pushed around or couldn't get separation in the middle of the field, but he, he's not even a speed guy. I, I don't know what he, he adds to the team and it was just crazy. He got all these targets uh, in this game in particular realist Rob though. Maybe we need a reality dose. Uh, it was this game just a loss or is this who the team is? Yeah. Great question. And before we do that, I need to ask Sean one question. Sure. Um, just get him on the record here. We talked last week about Sean getting a Jersey and if it was okay, or if the <laughs> jinx would be on and given how Jalen uh, played today, I think we need to ask Sean straight up. Did you order this Jersey? Cause that may explain a lot. No, I did not oh, order the Jersey. Okay. Did not order the Jersey. I'll, I'll wait and see how the rest of the season progresses to pull the trigger on the Jersey. But we also mentioned, I, I did throw out there. We didn't talk about in the last episode. I will be, uh, if the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl, I will be getting a Nick Sirianni flower tattoo, uh, <laughs> the flower power with uh, Nick Sirianni's head on it in the middle. So that that is up for grabs and the Hertz Jersey. I don't know. We'll see. He, he's again, I still think he's the guy we'll get into it more, but um, I don't know. Not a, not a great look for team hurts. <laughs> Sean's really going out on a limb with that bet at this point of the season. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty safe. But anyway, so to get back to it, I, I mean, honestly, I think this is who we are. We're a young inexperienced team with the young inexperienced coaching staff and there's ups and downs and we're very one dimensional on offense. And if things aren't clicking, um, we're going to have really bad games. And today things were not clicking. And, you know, even the running game, we had some ups and some downs, but it didn't carry us. And if you can't sprinkle in at least a little passing, this is what you're going to see. So look, I, I think this is, it, this still remains. What can we see from Jalen hurts the rest of the season? I think that that was the goal coming in. He had a one year audition essentially. And I think now, you know, we're over halfway through the season and, and we still don't have an answer to that. I mean, certainly the last four weeks, he was trending like he could be the guy. And, and this week, I think, is a hard step back. And, you know, the tough thing is at the end of the year, we still may not know. And, you know, how he's going to have to make a decision. Do you use this capital to just try to build around him and, and you know, play with his strengths? Or are you going to use all that capital to, try to get a, a, someone who is the guy. And I don't know what the answer is, but I think for the rest of the season, this is what we're going to see. We're going to see some good games and we're going to see some really bad games. You know, there's no question as to whether Brian Dawkins was the guy or not in his time in Philadelphia and a perfect time to remind people we have, we are giving away an autographed mini Dawkins helmet. You just go to sports slash Eagles leave a review, send in that screenshot of you leaving a review. You will be entered to win sports gambling slash Eagles. We're also brought to you by WinBet. 
bet big, win bigger. Uh, unless of course you're betting on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, win bet again. Head over to Win Bet or download that Win Betting app that got you uh, hooked up, and you get that one thousand dollar risk free bet. Just go to wynbet.com. We're also brought to you by Prop Swap. Propswap.com. It's where America goes to buy and sell real sports tickets, aka sports bets. Uh, probably not going to list my Nick Sirianni Coach of the Year ticket on Propswap anytime soon. Cause I'm going to hang on to it. Cause I'm still, that's still alive. Not a, not a good day for the Jalen hurts MVP ticket, but again, he has five games left. He is a rare breed. We'll see what happens. Head over to propswap.com. Use our promo code S G P get that 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Justin last week, uh, Rob and I, I feel like we peer pressured you into opening up your heart. Can we get an update on how your heart is doing after that game? I mean, it, it's hurt. I won't say it's broken, Sean, but this is exactly what I was scared of. And <laughs> this is, and, and it happened immediately after I opened up my heart. So I don't know, Sean, uh, I, I, I think maybe he can steer the ship back around. We'll see. Um, as we saw today though, I mean, the, the biggest thing with him and that, that was um, unacceptable to me was just simply the interception. It's like two of them were just atrocious in my opinion. And if we don't have those happen, we potentially win the game. And I mean, that's the, that was the biggest thing going for Hertz this season. Uh, I mean, we've talked about the arm strength. We talked about the, some issues with the progression and things like that, but you know, he had been protecting the ball, which had been winning us games. And yeah. I mean, that, that was a huge letdown overall. So, so where are you? I, I think it's a good time to reset. Where are you at with Hertz. If you had to make a decision right now, are you bringing him back for next year? Oh man, that's a bold one. And I think even uh realist Rob kind of punted on that when he said, you know, it's going to come down to Howie and the difficult decision <laughs> he has to make at the end of the season right now. Um, honestly, I, I guess I'd have to say we do, we need to see more of him and what he can do. I, I actually didn't mind Sirianni maybe kicking the tires a little bit because you don't think that those big, bad interceptions are going to play out with Hertz because they haven't so far, but they did today. And uh, I'd like to see him go through his progressions more and see what he can do in a, in a real passing situation in the future. Right now, after today, I think you got to say that he, he's not the guy um, going forth, uh, but that's only, you know, one game overall. So (laughs) I, I, at the moment, I, I'd be very wary saying that he's going to be the future of this franchise. Yes or no. You're on the clock, Justin. Yes or oh, no. Oh man. Put in the card. Does it have a quarterback on it? Are you trading for Russell Wilson? AKA just yes or no. Is he the day? If you, I would say, I don't like these quarterbacks in the draft. That's what makes this so difficult. Um, if you can get a veteran quarterback who you like, I think you make the trade for them. That's a no. Rob, where are you at? Justin <laughs> Jalen Hurts, aka Justin Hurts, aka Justin uh, Hurts, uh, Justin's heart. What are you doing with Hurts? Uh, are you starting him next year? Yeah, the the real challenge with this is is I just don't know who the upgrade is. I, I I'm not convinced Wilson's coming here. I don't think Rogers coming here. I, I just don't think it's realistic. But to answer your question, do I think he's a long-term guy? If you're, if you're asking me right now, the answer is no. Uh, after today, I, I just saw that there's a lot of holes in the passing game and this is a passing league. 
And I think this running game can only be sustained so long without the passing. So he very well, maybe next year, like I said, cause I don't know who the upgrade is, but if you're asking me now, do I think he's a long-term guy? I'm leaning. No, I'm doing it. I'm saying I would start uh, Jalen hurts next year to start the season. Now, am I extending him right now to a long-term contract? No. Part of why I I think we should stick with him is because he's on the rookie deal and allows you to build the team around him. But right now, gun to my head, every, no one likes a waffling uh, decision here. I'm saying Hertz is still the guy. I know that was uh, that was probably his worst game of the career, and you know the I'm sitting on the bandwagon all by myself, but I still believe in Hertz. And yeah, I I realize he's terribly flawed. But I've seen enough, and I'm optimistic enough that uh, these next five games will be better. And even this next game coming up, I think, will be a great way for him to cleanse that horrible Giants loss out of our collective mouse. Okay. Sean, yes, Sean. Just to be clear with with your uh, your vote of confidence there, yeah. Are, are you saying you believe he has the talent to be the franchise number one QB, or are you saying he's going to be starting next year because there's no better alternative? I'm saying I think he I I think we should start him next year. And yeah, part of that is because I don't see an easy way to upgrade him, but also I think that balance with the fact that there is potential there still um that could be untapped in these next 5 games and the following year. So, I I I think you'd be crazy to say, yeah, he's 100% the guy, extend this guy, give him a big contract. But we don't have to. We don't have to make that decision. We can just say he's the guy for the rest of this year and next year, and then we'll have a chance to even evaluate him further. And, and maybe there's a world where he falls off a cliff these last five games, and I change my mind. But right now, uh, you know, I I know how bad that game looked. But again, it's one game, and I think he bounces back. I'm still I'm still staying staying strong with Hertz. I uh, I don't. I don't think that's a crazy option. I mean, I just the just for the record. I mean, like I said, I don't think there's anybody that great in the draft, but I think if you could get a veteran quarterback and and it works and it makes sense for what we can do, I mean, why not? Well, yeah. Yeah, and just to be clear, I think that's the likely scenario. I think he is likely back next year. I would agree. My, yeah. my, my concern is I'm just not seeing the arm talent in the passing game that makes me give him the vote of confidence long-term and, and, and I'm, it's not a knee jerk reaction based on the interceptions or anything like that. I mean, you see plenty of QBs, you know, I've seen Tom Brady, I've seen Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen throw three, four interceptions in a game that happens. Um, I'm mostly concerned about missing these wide open guys. And, you know, I was just watching the Packers game and, you know, you just see Rogers hit these guys constantly. And, you know, granted he may have the best arm in the NFL or one of them, but an in stride too. Um, exactly. And I'm just not seeing Hertz make those throws on any consistent basis. And it's concerning. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean, especially this past game, he's not passing the eye test, but I think there was uh, coming into this giants game, uh, a little stretch there where he was showing that he was improving in the passing game, both throwing the ball and reading uh, defenses where it, it warranted some optimism. And then combined with his ability to pick up first downs and, and keep the team uh, on schedule and, and put up points. So, somewhat, Sean. And I, I don't think you're wrong 
in saying that I, I agree with you, but I guess the concerning thing for me though, too, is like, who have we played in those games? You know, like, I guess he was getting better and that was taking place, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get why people are out on him, but Hey, I'm, I'm standing with you, Jalen. Don't worry. I'm over. I'm over here. I got your back, buddy. Just don't buy his jersey. <laughs> uh, speaking of the next year update on the pick tracker right now, our first round pick is a nine dolphins pick is at a 10 Colts pick is at a 14. Uh, thankfully uh, Carson Wentz and the Colts lost Wentz uh, definitely played a nice part in uh, blowing that game, some costly turnovers. And the other thing is I, I think he plays one more game, um, you know, assuming all the snaps, I think we'll pretty much lock in that 75% snap total that we needed to uh, get the, uh, get the pick. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, we have a massive tons of capital, tons of uh, salary cap uh, to deal with going into next year and uh, plenty of options. So again, if there is an option for, uh, for Hertz to be upgraded, I wouldn't be shocked if Howie and uh, Jeffrey uh, pull the trigger because they certainly don't seem that committed to Hertz, but the uh the the bright news is we're still right in this playoff mix. I know it's kind of a brutal loss and you're looking at the schedule probably like all right giants that's a win. But I mean it certainly hurts the long shot chances we had at pulling out the NFC East. However though and especially with the uh the 49ers now they're 6 and 5 in the 6 seed. Vikings are in uh the 7 seed. They're 5 and 6. Atlanta's five and six at number eight saints, five and six, and we're sitting at five and seven uh, Panthers, five and seven, and then a bunch of a couple four win teams after that. So here, here's the thing. I mean, the saints and the Falcons are above us, but we have the tiebreaker above them and uh, Minnesota's schedule. They're at Detroit, but that that's pretty easy, but they have games against Pittsburgh, Chicago, and then they have Rams and green Bay and another division game against Chicago there. So I, I still think we're live. I still think we're in the mix here to make a wild card. Justin, you're still rooting for us to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Why would I not? I never understand that. Like, do I think we'll have uh, you know, this sustained success in the playoffs? Probably not to be 100% honest, but I, I always root for the playoffs. Why not? That's why you're in that's why you play the season. That's why you follow them. Um, I'm to be in it for the pick. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Rob, where are you at? And wh- what do you think our chances are of making the playoffs right now? Yeah. I don't think they're high. Um, I, I think we're just too inconsistent. I, look, I'm rooting for it. I'd still like to see it. I'm not saying tank the season at this point, um, but I'm not getting my hopes up. That's real. Rob. Uh, coming at you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move over to the Jets game before we do. Want to shout out so bet? That's right. You want to you want to get into it head to head mano e mano. So bet is bringing back the most fun part of gambling, and that is the head to head action. Because you pounding on the table saying my team's better than your team. I'm I'm going to nail this lock. You don't know what you're talking about. The trash talking aspect. Uh, so bet makes it so easy and uh, uh, it's actually a lot of fun. Highly recommend checking it out. And again, completely free to play. All you got to do is go to so bet.io slash SGPN. So bet.io slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by better 
fantasy. Better fantasy is uh, it's really a, a gambler's dream because what they do is you can sync your fantasy league, and then all of a sudden it, it turns into a sports book with betting spreads, prop bets, all tied to how your fantasy team uh, does. So they'll set like a spread between you and the and the team you're playing. They also have a bunch of like free to play uh, prop picks as well. And uh, this is really cool if you can get. Uh, everyone on your league to sync the league to better fantasy. And again, it's like one click uh, to sync your league. Very easy to do. You will automatically get a uh, trophy smack gift card for your league, $150. So if you want to get a trophy for your fantasy football league, don't actually spend any money. This is completely easy, completely free. Just go to betterfantasy.com slash S G P N that's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash S G P N. All right. We're back at uh MetLife stadium here for a, a game against the New York jets jets actually coming off a win right now. The spread opened up for the Eagles, six and a half point road favorites total sitting at 45 against the New York jets. Didn't look amazing uh, today against the Texans, but they got the job done. Defense, uh, Eagles defense played pretty solid there uh, against the Giants. Would have liked to see some sacks. Would have liked to see us turn over uh, Daniel Jones. That would have been huge. It's tough to win a game when you're the turnover deficit is four. And and kudos to the defense that we were still in that game, even with that four turnover differential. But Rob, what do the Eagles need to do on defense to get this win? I mean, I think. Uh... You know, Zach Wilson is playing, right? He played this week. Um, yes, correct. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, look, I, I think you can force him into some turnovers. He's shown that he can uh, make some mistakes. So I, I think clearly a rookie QB, keep the pressure on, don't sit back in a soft zone. Let's keep the pressure. I think we've been saying it all year. And I feel like we say this every week. There's nothing really new for a defensive perspective, but Let's just keep the pressure on. Make them beat us throwing. I mean, they're not an overly talented team, so let's come out and, and scheme against them. I, I don't have much else to say, but I'd like to see some pressure from our from our front line. Maybe some sacks. I still think those guys are underperforming on the season, and would like to see them close out strong here. Yeah, I I, I did like that. Uh, Jonathan Cannon was getting aggressive with some of the blitzes. But you're right. I mean, the front four on their own isn't getting uh, just not getting much pressure. Um, Jets don't have a ton of uh, weapons on offense. I, I really think Darius Slade needs to uh, needs to get some interceptions, and uh, he he was on a great streak there. He he has three defensive touchdowns. I I think we need to get one of those to get the ball rolling on defense. So. Um, inter- interceptions will be key, and Zach Wilson is certainly willing to turn the ball over. Uh, when he puts it in the air, Justin, what do we got to see on the defense come uh, Sunday against his jets? Yeah, I don't think we need to do a, a ton, but I think you guys hit on it. I mean, we have been mixing up the blitzes. I've, I've seen some stuff out of uh, Jim Johnson's playbook. Actually, the Gannon is utilized. I know we got burned pretty bad on a blitz today, but I mean, the jets are averaging only 18 points a game. Um, I think we could stop them. The, their rushing is pretty abysmal. I think they average like just over 80 yards a game as well. So if, if we could get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback, especially a young guy like Zach Wilson, it'll be great. As you pointed out, we didn't really get much, uh, which was uh, sucked. <laughs> but at the 
the same time, it was actually nice to see that our linebackers stepped up and our secondary actually played really well today. I mean, Singleton, just to give him a little bit of a shout out, I think he had eight tackles and three of those were for loss. So it was, uh, it was a pretty nice game overall by those guys. And uh, Derek Barnett, he must be listening uh, to the podcast, Rob. He, he seemed a little fired up. I know you were out on him and, and been out on him in general, but he had a, a couple nice uh, tackles for loss there. So, you know, maybe, maybe Barnett get a little momentum going. What about the offense for me? Obviously not throwing uh, three interceptions and then fumbling there. There's so much we need to do on offense. I, I think it's just go back to the basics continue a, a simple offense and uh, get Devonta Smith, the ball. I, I, I that guy is a dog. And there's no reason he should be only targeted four times in a game. I realize we're not a pass happy offense, but he need they need to figure out a way to get him eight targets. Uh, I don't care what it is, though. And we also need to eliminate those slants, whatever whatever those quick slants were that they were trying to run early on in the uh, game. There, they're just not working. It's not a fit for this offense. So eliminate the slants and get Devonta Smith involved. Rob, what do you got to see from the offense? Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I want to see a better passing attack from Hertz, but I, I mean, realistically, if we want to win, I think we got to stick to that ground game. And you know, one thing we didn't talk about, but I think it, it had an impact on this offense potentially cost us a game with that late fumble was I think the team missed Jordan Howard this week. Yeah. Um, you know, he brought something to that rushing attack that, you know, we didn't have, he's a, you know, strong North South runner. Um, you know, Miles Sanders can, you know, break them, but he also can dance around and lose you some yards. Whereas I think Howard just finds the hole and hits him decisively. Um, and I think we missed that today. And I think, you know, had he been in there, uh, I'm not sure Boston Scott would have even been getting the ball late there. So who knows what would have happened, but I, I think we just need to commit to the ground game. Um, Cause I still think that gives us the best chance of running. But with that said, you got to mix some throws in and Hertz has to hit them. And I just want to see him do so. It's not, you know, none of this is rocket science at this point. We know what the team needs to do. It's just seeing them go out and execute it. Yeah, we did. It, it did feel like we were missing Jordan Howard's physicality uh, that he brought as a runner. Sounds like he, he his knee isn't that bad. So uh, maybe we were fortunate. We'll see how the injury report shakes out, but uh, it would be great to see him uh, running around come Sunday. Justin, what about you? What do you, what particularly do you want to see the offense improve on come Sunday? Yeah. I mean, you guys mentioned the run game. I mean, the jets are pretty bad as well in defense. So they give up uh, about 400 yards a game uh, combined passing and rushing. And I think hopefully Sanders is, is a little bit healthier. I think the reason he was out at the end of the game was that ankle looked like a little bit. Um, and then Driscoll's out as well. So I'm hoping though, you know, with the guys that we do have, uh, that line can continue to succeed in the run game. Um, as you guys pointed out, cause right now, I mean, we don't have the confidence in hurts. Um, yes, he's obviously going to be passing somewhat, but I think like you pointed out, go back to what we, what we've been having success with limit him and his passes, maybe no more than 20. And, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to win it in the run game and more than anything, uh, no turnovers, especially interceptions. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, and, and that was, what was shitty is that he was, uh, <laughs> that was his strength was not turning the ball over. Justin, what's your, what's your gem for this week? What's a matchup we haven't hit on that you think is going to be 
key uh, coming uh, come Sunday? I, I think a big one, and Rob pointed out Devontae. I, I agree, or maybe it was you, but um, I think Goddard is another guy that is is actually going to hopefully be able to take hold of this game. There's no reason that he should only be getting one reception in a game. Um, we got to look to him. He's a bit of a safety valve for Hertz as well. So I think uh, he's going to be looking at Goddard a little bit more this upcoming game, and we'll be able to get some easy yards with him in the mix. Like it. Yeah. I mean, again, he's, he's getting open. Uh, yeah. So frustrating. All right, Rob time for final score predictions and your Eagles nest player will let you get things started. Are you going to predict an Eagles victory against this New York jets? Yeah, I am. I, I do think we bounce back somewhat. I'm not saying we're going to light the world on fire, but I think we're going to win 21 to 13. Um, player of the game. This is tough. Um, I'm going to say miles Sanders. I think we keep running the ball. I, I just, I want to say it's hurts and he'd bounce back, but I think Sanders is the, is the safer pick, although he did hurt his ankle. So maybe uh, he tweaked that a bit. Maybe that's a bad pick on my part, um, but I'm going to stick with it. You know what? I, I think we do bounce back in a big way. This, this loss kind of feels like that Raiders loss where uh, you know, everyone's down on the team completely out. And one thing I, I would say Sirianni has done a good job of in this rookie season is they've had adversity. They've had bad losses and he seems to be able to rally the team and get them to refocus and play better the following week. So I expect them to do that. I expect them to win against the New York jets and win convincingly. Give me the Eagles 35 to 17 and my boy Jalen hurts, put him in the nest. Let's go. Justin, how say you? Uh, was that your score from last week too, Sean? Might have been, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so I a little bit last week. This week, though, it's locked in. You know what? As far as Nets players go, I, I guess I'd go Devonte overall. Um, I honestly, yeah. I'm not high on anybody at this moment, honestly. Uh, but as far as the score goes, I think we do bounce back. I'm going to say 24-14 Eagles. All right like it. All right. Uh, Hey guys, we're on Twitter. Give us a follow at diehard Eagles 52. And of course, make sure you head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles to enter the Brian Dawkins mini helmet giveaway. Of course, you must be 18 years old and in the United States. Although if you're in Canada, uh, you know, DM me, I could probably help you out. If you're a diehard uh, birds fan up in Canada, for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green. Poor Rob. For Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.